This is the Plant Yourself Podcast. I'm Howard Jacobson of plantyourself.com. Let's talk about cravings for a little bit. You ever crave food? You ever feel like you want some chocolate or ice cream or something crunchy and salty? And some part of you says, go for it. And some other part of you says, no, it's not good for you. The media is just trying to manipulate you to get you to want it. And so you treat it like this itch that you want to scratch, but you don't. Well, for me, cravings fall under a category of desires in general. And I have learned to trust my desires. And that's a funny thing to say. It was, what if my desire is for a bacon double cheeseburger? Well, we live in a society in which there are marketers out there and there are financial interests in giving us the thing that will satisfy our desire, our craving in that moment, but not for a very long time and not very deeply. And we know this because the craving comes back and it comes back stronger. The more you give in to a craving like that with the first thing available, the more likely you are to turn that into an addiction and you're going to need more and more of it and more and more intensive doses to just get that same feeling. So that's not what we're talking about. When we talk about desires, maybe we can think of our cravings as clues, as little bits of plants sticking up out of the ground pointing to some big root. You know, the leaves aren't going to fill you up, but the big tuber at the bottom probably will. Today's guest, Annie Oliverio, has done just that kind of detective work with her beautiful book, Crave, Eat, Heal. Rather than looking at food in terms of breakfasts, dinners, lunches, soups, desserts, she takes a marketer's view in terms of what do we feel like eating? And we, th we think about the food we want to eat very often in terms of what we're craving. Well, what would feel good right now? I want some comfort food. I want something cold. I want something creamy. And instead of saying, those desires are illegitimate, and, you know, go eat two pounds of kale whenever you feel like chocolate. She says, let's acknowledge those cravings. Let's acknowledge them as valid, and let's see if we can fulfill them in ways that really satisfy us deeply, on a deeper level than just the taste of sugar on our tongue or fat in our belly. So if you've ever been confused, befuddled by your cravings, wondering what to do with them, how to respect them in ways to get you what you want, short-term and long-term, I think you'll really enjoy this conversation. So without further ado, Annie Oliverio, welcome to the Plant Yourself Podcast. Thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, I have your cookbook in front of me. It is gorgeous, and it's unlike... You. You're welcome. It's unlike any other... Um, cookbook I've ever seen in terms of structure and format. So we'll, we'll get into that. We'll talk a lot about Crave, <laughs> crave Eat, Heal. Um, I'm, I'm going to have a little bit of trouble going through the pictures without wanting to go run into the kitchen and make, make some of them. <laughs> Um, Excellent. But I, My job has been done then. Yeah, you've, you've <laughs> caused cravings. Congratulations. Yes. <laughs> so I'd love to begin by just, you, you have a really interesting sort of work history. You're not a professional chef or nutritionist. Correct. Um, how, how did you get into 
this way of cooking and eating? What's what's the sto- what's the story of your journey here? Yeah, uh, well, it's kind of a long journey. Uh, it's probably not dissimilar to other people who are sort of become aware of their health and interested in taking control of their health. And my my journey really started by eliminating sugar, which um, I talk about in my book. I have a very unhealthy relationship with refined sugar and sweetness, and I have had since I was a kid. And um, I'm sure many people can relate to that. Um, so I really decided that I had to go out of my diet and that, that was from vanity. I'll just be honest with you about that. It wasn't a health choice at that time. Later, um, I learned more about the effects of sugar and, uh, it's, uh, especially its relationship to cancer. Um, so that's how it started. And, um, and when, you know, when, you say, sort of, when you say vanity, you're talking about putting on a few pounds. Correct. Yeah, I've I've always been thin. I never had to worry about, you know, I could sit down and eat a pint of ice cream and, you know, no biggie. Um, But as I got older, that became less uh, forgiving. My body became less forgiving. And, you know, I I wanted to look good, honestly. And um, so that's, that's where it started. And um, from from one sort of health change, and, and you may be able to relate to this as well, when you start to feel better, you start seeking other ways to feel even better. And, um, you know, then I, I started reading and watching movies. Uh, Fast Food Nation is, is one of the first things that really got me thinking about our relationship to consuming animal products on many different levels. And uh, that led to the China study and uh, also prevent and reverse heart disease, which uh, all of those books are just very important to me and eye-opening. Um, and I just slowly eliminated foods from my diet and red meat and chicken went and then finally fish and seafood and, and all dairy. Um, so, so uh, sort of it. Go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. I'm, <laughs> I'm curious because, you know, this this is... It's interesting how how each for each of us our journey there there feels like there's some sort of logic and inevitability to it as yeah. we look back. But when I hear the story, right. I was I guess you're like in your 30s at this point. You're putting on a few pounds. Right. Like most people <laughs> do something differently. They'll like pop a pill, have a shake, go yeah. to Weight Watchers. Right. Did you try any of that stuff, or did you go straight to the good stuff? No. Yeah, I never, I never did that, and I, I can't really tell you why I never did it. I guess I just never believed it, and that may be because I benefited from the experiences of people around me who did go that route, and all I saw uh, were people who were eating things that really didn't taste good. They weren't getting to eat a lot of food, and so they were frustrated, and they might sort of lose some weight and then you know, they'd have a crash and burn and it's just this horrible cycle that who wants to put your mind and your body through that? You know, I, I didn't. And so, no, I, I just never went that route. If, if I did anything um, it, to the extreme, it would be, I wouldn't eat as much. Um, you know, and I, I started running around that same time too. So, you know, I, I yeah, I just, those shakes and, and, the, and the, the meals, no. <laughs> okay. So you you gradually started eliminating things. You found 
um, yeah. Dr. Campbell's work and, and Dr. Esselstyn yeah. and, and, and various others. And you've written a book about cravings. So was that kind of yeah. the, the rubber band for you that was bringing you back to dangerous territory? Well, um, initially, the, the book idea was about, and, and this, this goes back to um, my brother being diagnosed with terminal brain cancer, and me thinking along the line, I'm sort of deep into that experience and, and, and thinking along the lines of, okay, what can, I, what can I put into my body that will help it fight disease? And um, can I write a, a cookbook about it? Well, I'm not an expert. You know, I, I don't, I didn't feel comfortable taking on that kind of monumental task. And it's, it's, it's been done. But um, I did think about the way that I think about food often, and a lot of people think about food, which is, what do I feel like eating? You know, what, maybe it doesn't, you know, it doesn't matter what time of day it is, what is my body craving? And um, can I satisfy those cravings in a way that is beneficial to my body and maybe also addresses an emotional need or, you know, some other need, um, you know, without, without doing a lot of harm. So uh, you organized the book in a in a unique way. I've never seen any other book like it, where instead of the chapters being like lunch, soups, yeah. appetizers, right. dessert, chapter one is or uh, <clears throat> craving one is carbs, and then chocolate, comfort, cool. So it's even alphabetical. You can find your yeah. Craving. I'm, I'm obsessive. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. What? Where'd you get the idea for indexing it by craving as opposed to type of dish? Yeah. Well, um, a couple of things. Um, I I just like that idea of how many times have you said to somebody, "Hey, what do you feel like eating tonight?" You know, and you might say, "Indian food sounds good," or you know, whatever whatever it may be, and. It just I thought it was an interesting way to approach organizing a cookbook instead of being um, sort of bound to this traditional idea of, well, I've got to start with appetizers and then I've got to move into soups and then salads, and, which is, you know, great. you got to organize a cookbook somehow. But um, this just was interesting to me. And I, I, I do like to do things a little bit differently. <laughs> that helped. And uh, luckily, my publisher was, was happy with that idea as well. So it really, it just, you know, it's it's just kind of a a way of thinking about food and what you what you want to eat. Hmm. Well, it reminds me, you know, I've had a, a career in marketing, and yeah. <laughs> so so very many times in in you know, a business will will start with its product and then try to figure mm-hmm. out well how do we talk about the product? How do we get people interested in the product? My approach was always to talk about the people. To talk yeah. about their needs, their lives, their problems, their right. desires, and then once they're interested in that, tie it into the product if there, if there's a fit. And this this feels like it's a very you know eater centric approach. Like that question, <laughs> yeah. what, what do I feel like? Uh, yeah. Boy, I'd love something crunchy. <laughs> you know, but you know, right. you know, we don't go to the restaurant and say, I, I would like something crunchy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. You might not say it, but you're thinking it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So this is, I mean, it's a great, you know, it's a, it's a great taxonomy 
of cravings. I'm, cu- <laughs> I'm curious, like, did you sit around with a whiteboard or did you call all your friends and say, and, you know, how did you come up with the list? Yeah. And, and did you feel I, like I, it was yeah. ex- ex- exhaustive? No. Well, see, that's the thing. That's what sort of worried me. I, I did just sit down and think about it. And it, you know, it took me a couple of days to, to kind of, I think there's 13 or something. I'm lucky 13. Um, but there are probably others. You know, I didn't put umami in there, you know, which I'm not sure I could have come up with enough recipes. But, yeah, so there's probably others that are, you know, I haven't identified. Nobody suggested any more, though, I have to say. Uh-huh. Maybe, maybe you can come up with some and we'll have a crazy heel, too. And, uh, <laughs> That's right. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a yeah, vegan chicken soup for the soul. It'll have a whole series. Yeah, right. The whole series. Yeah, till everyone's really sick of me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's how I did it. I I just sat down and started writing. Well, I guess yeah. the other you know the the other interesting way to do this, um, and you mentioned you know kind of emotional issues. Yeah. Is what you know what what if you like did it by emotion? And I wonder if right. you, if you've ever like right. mapped different emotions onto cravings like when would you want something spicy right. when would you want something right right comforting right well you know yeah i think i think there is a connection there for certainly for myself yeah there's certain times when i definitely want chocolate you know mm-hmm. and uh definitely have salty cravings i mean you know people sort of vacillate between one or another but yeah i think that's that's i think that's possible yeah so, so how do you define a craving, and how do you how do you think about it? Is it something positive, negative, neutral, con- yeah. controllable? Yeah. What's 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 your what's the relationship between you yeah. and us and cravings? <laughs> All of the above. Um, well, I, I think what yeah, I, I would say um, I can personally identify cravings more often than not to an emotional need or experience, you know, something that's not related to hunger. Um, and I would say that in my past, cravings were definitely something that were not good and not healthy. Um, now I have less cravings. I, I guess that's fair to say. And I don't crave sweets as much as I used to. Uh, but I think they can be healthy, and I think they can let you know when you need something, and maybe you're not listening um, to yourself, you're not hearing yourself, and and this is a way for your body to say, hey, I'm trying to talk to you, and you're not listening to me. Does that make sense? Meaning that the the, the, the it comes out as a craving, but it really says something right. like. You need you need sweetness in your life. You need love. You need right. Right. you need self care. Yeah, exactly. Whatever that may be. Maybe you're not getting enough sleep, or maybe you're depressed about something, or you know whatever it may be. And that's maybe the body's way of of demanding attention. Mm. So so given that, I guess you want, one of the questions I, I emailed you that I was thinking about is like, and I and I. I ask this because this is a uh, a discussion I have with myself a lot, which is, you know, yeah. I've learned how to cook a lot of healthy food and I've never, you know, articulated it uh, or developed it nearly to the point you have. But I have, you know, my go to res- recipes when I want sure. something cold or, you know, something ice creamy or, or chocolate. Right. 
And the, you know, the, the question I'm asking myself as I'm eating, preparing and eating those foods is, should I be working on my demons? you like, yeah, like, is, is, right. is the food, is it, is it some sort of shortcut or cop out? <laughs> yeah. What, what's, yeah. Your, what's your take on that? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that's, that's a tough one. Um, for me personally, well, there's a couple of things. I, I'm not a huge deep thinker. You know, I, I know myself very well. Um, and for me, if I need to do that kind of thinking, I do it better if I'm running or taking a walk. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I don't think I, I don't think that's the issue for me, but I can certainly see that that would be, yeah, kind of a panacea for, for other people that let me just shut off everything. Uh, the things that are disturbing. I mean, you know, you, you can talk about addiction that way, right? I mean, that's why some people have uh, an addiction to alcohol or drugs. It's a way of putting off dealing with something that is maybe unpleasant. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, wow, gosh, I'm going to prepare my lunch for the whole whole different attitude today. But <laughs> oh no, I got to get go for a run. Get me out of your head before you yeah. go back to lunch. Yeah. <laughs> But but certainly, you know, I mean, there's there's it's a complicated feedback loop, but yeah, the, yeah. the f- sugar, fat, salt, artificial ingredients, uh-huh. processed foods, right? You know, are certainly far from neutral. You know, you could say that. Oh, yeah. So at least at least these foods, if we're if we're giving in to cravings, at least the the, the ingredients themselves, as right. um, as presented in in Eat Crave Heal are are certainly not going to do you any harm and a lot of them are going to do you quite a bit of good. We've got, you know, right. we've got great ingredients in here, lots of fruits and and herbs and spices. Um, you know, there there's a way I think in which if you're just binging on sugar, you're yeah. you're making things worse. You're making things a lot worse. Yeah, and and actually now that I'm I'm thinking about it, I think one of the the things that I do kind of fall prey to is an idea of food as a reward. Um, you know, if gosh, that was a tough day, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to reward myself with whatever, or I had a really great workout, <laughs> you know? Um, and that can be a little, you got to be a little bit careful there because, you know, you are making, as you say, this sort of feedback loop of this connection between, doing something that you perceive as good and then rewarding yourself for, um, for it. But again, as you say, I could reach for a bag of Doritos or, um, you know, I can make some chocolate chia pudding, you know, instead. Right. And one of the things, one of the things I noticed about a lot of your recipes is that there's, there's a trend in, in sort of, you know, vegan and plant-based cookbooks to make things easier and easier and easier. And yeah, right. it feels like you don't go there that, you know, that most of your, the recipes I'm, as I'm leafing through have, you know, a minimum of six and some of them have like 15 different ingredients yeah. That, yeah. that there's yeah. some, there's something sort of very perversely satisfying to me about <laughs> I've got this craving and my two choices are to like rip open a bag of chocolate chips, like the only chocolate yeah. I have in the house, which is you know, it's an ingredient, but it's really a food. Right. Or right, yeah. spend half an hour 
you know, actually yeah. putting some care and attention and and love and consciousness right. into this dish. Did you do that on purpose to make right. make them yeah. a little bit um, elaborate? Well, first of all, I'm glad you noticed that. Um, and I have a couple of things to say about that, which one is I have kind of a unique situation in that I, um, unlike a lot of people who have very stressful and time-consuming careers, I can spend a lot of time in the kitchen. And I enjoy spending time in the kitchen. And um, so I think that's reflected in the recipes in my book. That's the way that I cook. And cooking oftentimes is therapy. So slowing down and being in the kitchen, thinking about what you're doing at that moment, instead of thinking about what you have to do or, you know, whatever, whatever stresses were going on, you're sort of focused on that those moments that you're preparing food. And as you say, what, to me, what, what is more, you know, a better gesture of love and care could be for yourself or for yourself and your family than creating a meal that's delicious and also is healthful. So, um, yeah, you're, you're totally right that the trend is how do I have five ingredients and put a meal on the table in 10 minutes? And obviously everybody needs those meals, but it's not really the way that I cook. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, you know, those are, those are a great uh, sort of skeleton, but you know, no, no, yeah. none of us wants to be a skeleton. <laughs> right. um, no, this, right. this feeling like, well, so I may not, your, your cookbook may not be my sort of everyday playbook. All right. Um, right. Sure. Yeah. But they're like, w without this, like, you know, in, in a sense, as I look at as I look at the table of contents again, like this is all sort of optional, right? Mm -hmm. Giving into cravings, yeah. you know, having things that are crunchy, you know, like if we right. if we look at, you know, sort of paleo people like, what would you like for dinner? You know, whatever I can find, dig up, yeah. catch, kill, masturbate, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. as, as opposed yeah. to and this is this is to me, it's, it's really about bringing something extra to food. Yeah. In, in a yeah. sense that, the, you know, that the the lowest denominator solution to our craving is just, you know, get in the car, go to the store, buy right. some crap by some company that couldn't care less about right. us. Right. Who and, wants to get you addicted? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And this is kind of the opposite. This is OK. You've got yeah. this, this. It's almost like for, as I as I thought about it more for you, the, for you, the craving is like an, an, an invitation to, to actual pleasure and not fake pleasure. Wow. That's nice. Yeah. That's a, that's a great way to look at it. Um, yeah, I, I think, I think we, we lose something and have lost something, um, by relinquishing our role in the food, you know, where it comes from, uh, who grew it, you know, preparing it, appreciating it you know this is amazing food that we have uh whenever we want it and taking time with it i mean it is brainless to go to a fast food place or to pick up a prepared something prepared at a, a store but what have you lost you know it's, it's, it's a loss and um you know i think 
another thing that we, we have lost is sort of this, um, and something that I really treasure from my childhood and my youth is sitting down to a meal. You know, and a meal used to be a main dish, a couple of side dishes, maybe a salad. You know, it was, it was kind of an event every, every dinner, certainly. And, you know, that's, I don't know. I think we we lost a little bit of that, but maybe I'm digressing off of the off of the topic. But I I don't um, think so because I mean I'm thinking about like there's things that I cook that and I'm kind of outing myself here that I'll sort of like <laughs> eat from the pot with with a yeah wooden spoon. yeah yeah sure and, I, and then sure, I'll, yeah. I, you know I'll have like seven or eight chunks of it and I'm like okay well good now I can go back to what I was doing go back to what you're doing right <laughs> but there's yeah. nothing in this book that I would cook that I wouldn't want to like have a little ceremony around and kind of share it with people and, and slow things yeah. down. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, I, I, I miss that. You know, I remember a, a joke I heard about, you know, a guy goes to the bakery and he orders a cake um, with, you know, such and such color icing and this, yeah. this, you know, type of ruffle on the side and this, and, you know, five leafed roses and it's got to yeah. be in the shape of a bee. And he comes back like two weeks later, it's ready. And he opens the box and, he, and he, his face falls. He says, oh, no, I shouldn't. I should have specified. It's got to be a lowercase b. Um, oh, okay. Okay. Well, it'll take another two weeks. And he comes back and he looks at it and it's perfect. And they said, well, would you, what kind of, um, you know, wrapping um, but ribbons would you like on it? He says, oh, no, I'll just eat it here. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, like, like yeah. that's that's such a... A thing in our culture. I'll just eat it here. You know, I, right. I have to get back to what I'm doing, and what, food yeah. is kind of this necessary distraction, right? Or, just or, the fuel, or yeah, um, yeah. So really, I think you're. You know, what what I see in this book is really an attempt at elevation. To say, you know, it's almost like alchemical. Like we're, we're going to start with this very, very base biological desire that we could fulfill. You know, in in, yeah. in the easiest way, but we're we're going to transmute it into something that provides health and and awareness and consciousness. Yeah. So you yeah. you, you started with a blog, right? Yes. And what's, yeah. what's the name and, and URL of your blog? Uh, it's an unrefinedvegan.com. So it's a n u n r e F-I-N-E-D-V-E-G-A-N.com. And, yeah, I started that shortly after going vegan. About what year was that? Uh, uh, let's see, 2011. Okay. Yeah. So, so did you start out looking for readership or just kind of posting your own you know, stuff? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I not. I wasn't very savvy. I'm still not very savvy. Uh, I just thought, hey, I like to write. And I like to write recipes, so I'm just going to start this blog. And I didn't really do anything to attract readers. People, you know, they sort of find you somehow, and, um, you know, it just it's grown very slowly from there. But I think I've improved over the years. I hope so. And, uh, you know, I constantly am meeting new people, and, you know, it's a great way to, to build a community. Yeah, I'm curious about how the the community how your readers and how their their feedback and their stories um yeah. influenced both your your journey and this book 
Um, well, you know, let me think about that. One of the things that's been interesting to me, and this is a little bit, this is post-book, but right now um, I've got a lot of people reviewing my book, and one of the questions a lot of them are asking their readers are, well, what are your cravings? You know, what, what, what do you think about when you think about food? And that's been very interesting for me to read um, what, what sort of speaks to people's stomachs <laughs> and um, how um, familiar a lot of those experiences are to my own experience. And I think, I think that's probably the coolest thing about uh, writing a blog and also, you know, sort of working on this book is the similarity of, of our experiences and, and, you know, the things that trip us up or the, you know, the accomplishments that, and I'm talking food wise and maybe diet wise and even, um, plant-based eating wise, you know, what, what are the things that, that, um, you know, the issues that we've come across as plant-based eaters. And, and that, that's kind of, that's just a really nice, you don't feel like you're alone. And I, I live in Oklahoma and vegans are few and far between. So having this sort of online community is, has been really great. Right. So were you surprised that people were sort of echoing back similar stories to yours and sim similar relationships with food and similar cravings? Yeah, you know, I think all of us, and probably not even just related to food, but in, in many experiences in our lives, we think, well, we're it's just us, you know, we're we must be kind of weird because that's that's the way we're feeling. Nobody else is, and I mean, it is incredible how similar, you know, conversations that people have had, um, relationships um, with family members, and how you know, comments that people have made, whatever, these experiences that people have had in relation to being, choosing to be vegan. And, um, you know, I've, I've had them too. And it's, yeah, so it's, it's nice, uh, nice to know you're not, not alone. Mm. Was, is there a sense of relief that you hear from people? Because there's, there's a, there's a, yeah. a narrative that once you go vegan, all your problems disappear. You, you, know, yeah. you drop your weight effortlessly. You stop thinking about yeah. food. You can eat as much as you want from this <laughs> from this particular palette of of yeah. ingredients. And the truth is, I know a lot of vegans who struggle, um, yeah. and a lot of you know whole yeah. food plant based people, you know, sure. who are who are assiduously avoiding vegan junk food, are still right. still struggle right. with, yeah. with with urges. Uh, yeah, no, it is it is interesting, and I agree with that. Um, it is not a, it's not a cure-all, of course, and it's not going to fix all your, any issues you have in your head, for sure. If you have a, a rocky relationship with food to begin with, uh, you're still going to have a rocky relationship with food. I mean, you know, I, it's just, that's, that's, that's mental work. That's not, uh, that's not work that food's going to fix. I mean, it, it may, um, you know, if you, if you are a whole food plant-based eater and you avoid, uh, processed vegan food, you can still, uh, have a, a bad relationship with food and what it, you know, again, going back to the idea of cravings, what's that craving, you know, why, what is, what is your head trying to tell you, um, 
that you're not addressing. And again, that sort of goes back to what what you were talking about. Like, as you're preparing food, are you avoiding some other, you know, some other issue? So mm-hmm. yeah, it's not gonna it's not gonna fix everybody for yeah. sure. Well, I guess the, the word the word relationship <laughs> jumps out for me. Like there were times in my life mm-hmm. where, you know, there's no matter it doesn't matter who the woman was, I would have had a mm-hmm. lousy relationship with her. Not, yeah, not because right. of her. <laughs> right. Right. Because sure. what, 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 what I was bringing to it at that moment. And right. It's, exactly. It's, it's true with food. You could have the perfect yeah. table and, and, right. and still have all sorts of, of anxieties about it. Right. Yeah. Hey, you can still overeat. <laughs> you know, um, you know, for me, uh, one of the things I had to be careful about is I love nuts. <laughs> I yeah. love peanuts, you know, peanuts are kind of my thing. And, you can eat too many peanuts. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, and 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 um, I, I, I don't know if this is um, just me, but when I pull, pull out the book and just sort of open it at random, more often yeah. than not, it opens up to the one recipe that has like a ton of uh, coconut oil, the uh, Sarah's <laughs> almond and goji berry chocolate bar. Yes, I know, right? Yeah. It's like, you know, there's like this halo effect. Well, it's in this book. I could just have this every day. It's got to be great. Yeah. I, I, when I did the photograph for that, I was like, I got to be really careful with these, <laughs> you know, I made them when like, I put them immediately in the freezer and it was, yeah, I have to be pretty disciplined with stuff like that because, you know, it's, you know, if it's there, I'm going to eat it. Um, and I, yeah, I have, I have my rule. I, I mentioned in the book, sweets. On days of the mess, you know, Saturday and Sunday, I can have my suite. You know, some people will be like, okay, Ann, you're completely compulsive. Just relax. But I found that that's, that's what works for me. Yeah, well, that's, so, that is relaxation, right? That means right. You, that means you can relax on Tuesday. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> there's an S in there. <laughs> which, which has an S, but... Uh... Wednesday, oh my gosh, I'm in trouble. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, those... those goji berry bars yeah pretty deadly <laughs> in a good way so you, you're right that um when you know your relationship with food was basically you know I mean, it was kind of out of my diary a little bit like the twix bar and the, the oreos and... <laughs> memory lane <laughs> so um how did you learn how to cook like when, when, um, when, all that, when all that great junk food was available, what? All that good, yeah. Who needs to learn how to cook, right? Mac and cheese and all that. Well, um, I had my mom and dad are both great cooks, oh. and so I grew up in a house where we did a lot of cooking. I didn't do it at the time, you know. I sort of, I was always sort of attached to my mom's hip, like, okay, I'm watching mom cook, but I didn't do a lot of cooking until I got out on my own. And uh, not even post-college, I didn't do a lot of cooking then either. I guess, um, yeah, I guess when I got married, it was kind of like, okay, I got to really, I got to really learn how to cook. And that's, yeah. Did you, did you decide that? (laughs) (laughs) No, I like it. I like to cook. So it's okay. And I like to eat, you know, more importantly, I really like to eat. So. Um, yeah, no, it wasn't under duress. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, it was good. And yeah, I just, I like cookbooks and I, I like to, to learn by doing. So I guess it just kind of, you know, sort of made sense. Mm-hmm. So what, did you start out with cookbooks and then just decide 
I'm just I'm too confined here, or, or I'm I'm like was, yeah. was was it you know I'm very curious about people who kind of invent their own recipes because I've never done that in my life except by accident, yeah. and and most yeah. of the time I wish I hadn't. Yeah, right. Um, you know, like, what, what yeah, was the I've, impetus I've to, to become original here? Yeah, well, I think my blog, really, because uh, you kind of have to. You know, if you want to share uh, your what vegan food and you're going to put it out there kind of in the public, even if hardly anybody but your mom is reading it, you kind of want to, uh, yeah, you gotta you got to start being original. It was, it, you know, it evolved over time. And, and I think the thing is, it's like anything else. Uh, the more you do it, the more you learn what ingredients go together and, you know, what what works. And there's a lot of bad meals along the, along the way. And, and that's why you have recipe testers. And they tell you when you need to, yeah. Give up on a recipe. So did you? But yeah, it's did, just, I think it's practice. Yeah. Did you crowdsource recipe testing from from your readership? I did. So yeah. what was that like? I, well, you know, I thought, okay, I'm gonna ask people. I'm gonna put myself out here, and nobody is gonna respond, and I'm gonna be really, really embarrassed. And people came out of the woodwork. You know, people who'd never left a comment or I didn't know. A lot of people I did know. But they they were like, yeah, yeah, we want to help, and and um, so that was gratifying. And then I I created a private website, and I put, you know, I would just post recipes up there as I created them, and people make them. You know, they it's just incredible that people do this. And, and by the way, I've done recipe testing for other authors, so I kind of have both experience on both sides. But, you know, people, they buy the ingredients, they make the stuff, and they tell you what they think. And some some of it is a little ego-bruising. What was, but, the, what was the worst comment you got that was that was actually helpful? Uh, well, um, I can't remember specifically, but there was one, <laughs> one person who didn't like anything. And um, that's really hard. But, oh, but this is kind of in general what I learned at it. So I can't, there weren't, it wasn't a specific one person or one comment. And I actually mentioned this in my book is I apparently use too much vinegar. I like sort of vinegary things and I, I guess I overdo it in my recipes. I heard that a lot. And I also heard you don't use enough salt and I, I don't, use, I'm not a big fan of salt. So those were the two criticisms. So I really had to, I had to listen to those because, you know, hey, they're they're the ones. These are sort of representative of potential buyers of the cookbook, and I want people to like the recipe. So, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so Crazy. We, we, we pick pick a recipe that was kind of a surprise favorite of people's that you thought you know maybe maybe I'll like it, but but kind of you got a, a much you know more popular reception than you would have guessed. From the book? Yeah. Um, probably the uh, carrot ginger turmeric steamer, which is, you know, this kind of crazy drink that doesn't seem like it should taste good, but it does. And it tastes good cold and it tastes good warm. Uh, yeah, that's the one that comes off the top of my head. I'm kind of waiting for people to try my buckwheat 
sausage. Ah. <laughs> Apparently that's scary to people, but uh, anyway, yeah, yeah, the, the steamer. Ooh, look kind at of this. interesting. Ginger, turmeric. Yeah. Ooh, these are great photos. Did you? Did Thank you, you. Did you have to learn this? Um, did you? you uh, did you, yeah. you put this stuff in a light box? Like, how do you do this? This is gorgeous stuff. I'm asking. I don't care if Thank anyone you. else cares, but I, I'd like to know how to do this. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, that as it's those are natural light photos, and um, you need a window, and you need a white board, and you need your food. Huh. And you want. Uh, you just want all that light just flooding in. You want it to be, you want the camera to be in front of the light um, and the food, you know, so it's camera, food, light behind all that and the light comes in and it's, uh, yeah, it kind of makes this nice sort of ethereal, clean look, which is what I, you know, what I hope my food is. And so I wanted my food to kind of reflect that in the photos. Yeah. So did you have to learn how to do that? Or you... Yes. Yes. I will not encourage people to look at the old photos on my blog, which were taken with a smartphone. Okay. And that's how I started. And I kind of realized after a year or so that, that some other people were really taking gorgeous photos on their blogs and it made a big difference. And so I, that's another kind of thing. I just, I started reading I bought a better camera, and I just started playing around. And, yeah, it's all self-taught. Yeah, very impressive. So, thank you. Well, I've still got a lot to learn, but um, definitely an improvement from those early uh, iPhone photo days. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but that works, too. Some people get really great shots on their iPhone and from their smartphone, so I'm not going to. Yeah, I, I just couldn't. I attended a vegan vegan blogging conference. Like one of the most popular breakout sessions was how to do food photography with your yeah. iPhone. Right. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. You have it handy. You know, who wants to spend a lot of time setting up the shot? You want to pull out your cell phone and take a picture. And you know, I for me, I just got interested in taking the photos, so that's why I pursued it. But I know many bloggers who have big followings and they take great photos and they either use a point and shoot or they use their phone. So, Hey, good mm. for them. So have you gotten feedback from your readership about health improvements, right? Not just like, Oh, I love this dish, but wow. Yeah. Following you on this journey, here's what's happened. What's, what sort of stories yeah. do you hear? I, you know, I don't. <laughs> and I think that's because I don't, um, I don't really focus on that in my blog and I don't really talk about, let's say a, a personal journey or something, um, of my own to health. I mean, I, I've, I've made mention of it, uh, in, in posts, but I, that's not really a community that I've developed. So, I, you know, I know other bloggers who have a lot of those kinds of stories and they're, they're fantastic. You know, it's great when people give you that kind of feedback. Uh huh. So what, what, what made you choose that title then? Because if you're, if it's mostly about, you know, mm -hmm. food and I'm looking at the blog right now, these gorgeous pictures and it's got a very Thank sort you. of clean lifestyle clean. aesthetic to it, but the book yeah. says heal. How, how did you choose that yeah. title? Uh, the title of the blog of the book, the book, Cre crave, eat, heal. 
Craving Heal. Well, uh, first, the, the, sort of the working title was Cravings That Heal. And um, again, I think just a little bit heavy on... Uh, I, I didn't want to convey, hey, this book, if you follow the recipes in this book, you're going to be disease-free. Uh, but I still wanted to bring attention to the fact that there are foods that you can eat which will have positive health benefits. And again, a lot of that, I had to take it in context of when I wrote the book, which is it was a very uh, sad time for me and my family. Um, Be- and because of I your brother's think- uh, right. Cancer. Right. Mm-hmm. And what I was thinking about during his um, two-year battle was, what could I do? What could I get him to eat that would help him? I couldn't get him. <laughs> I couldn't get him to change his diet. And, you know, it's certainly not something I wanted to force him to do. But that's where my head was. Like, what? And frankly, how do I what do I do to prevent this from happening to me? You know, what can I eat? Uh, because I have to eat. What can I eat that's going to actually do, uh, it's going to help me help my body's own defenses. So that's, that's where the heel comes in. Uh, and you, you know, you can see certainly from your background, some of the ingredients are quote unquote superfoods. And, you know, so that's where all that comes from. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So in the book, you talk about a little help from my friends, and you actually include yeah. quite a few um, yeah. other bloggers' uh, recipes. It's like 15 or 20 of them. Um, yeah. You kind of celebrate them in the book. You tell funny little stories about them and, and give links. Um, what's, what has the vegan blogging community been like for you? Yeah, it's a yeah, it's a it's a warm for the most part. It's a warm place where people do, as you say, want to celebrate not only veganism and plant based eating, but also each other. And over the years, I just developed relationships with particular people, um, and I just I wanted to say to them, thank you. And I respect what you do. And hey, I'm I've got a cookbook. You want to do it with me, kind of thing, you know? Because why not? You know, when you when you have something to celebrate, you want to invite the people who mean something to you. And that's why I did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So is is are there um, tensions in that community between sort of ethical vegans and health yeah. vegans? And- <laughs> And did, yeah. you, did you did you kind of include both camps? Yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, there are unfortunately there are those kind of ridiculous tensions, and um, you know, yeah. I, I luckily have have avoided a lot of that. I have had a, a couple of um, comments. I I consider myself a plant based vegan. I, I I switched mainly for health. So, yeah, some people had an issue with that, but, um, yeah, I'm sorry that you had the second part of your question and I got 
totally distracted. But yeah, I do include uh, both ethical vegans and plant-based vegans in the cookbook. Uh, so there's a, definitely a mix. And I've never, you know, we all support each other in that group. So no issues there. Awesome. So what's a, what's an ingredient that you feel is underappreciated that you have come to, to love and rely on? <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm trying to think of what I use over and over again. Um, I don't know. I guess one thing that I always sort of point to is the liquid aminos, but probably those are very appreciated. I don't know how you feel about them, but uh, I use them all the time. So what? So you're talking about like uh, Bragg's liquid aminos, the, right? So what's what's the difference between them and like a good soy sauce in, in the way you? Use yeah. It? Uh, there's, there's a subtle flavor difference, and I like the Bragg's when I when I want something that has a little bit more of a smoky flavor. Uh-huh. Um, I'll use that, and I, I also find it's just a nice. Uh, finish to to a soup or something a stew, and you don't want to add salt, but you want to add just kind of a little bit of saltiness, I guess. Um, for soy sauce, you know, sometimes I use them interchangeably, but the Bragg's just has a I don't know, maybe a little bit more complex flavor, I think. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh. So I'm I'm on the blog now, and it looks like you've you've posted a whole bunch of recipes since the book came out. Yes. So, mm-hmm. so how how much what is what is your like blogging cooking day look like? How many hours a week does it <laughs> does it take you oh. to to keep coming up with new stuff, posting it? I'm sure you cook yeah. stuff, and you go, you know what, this is not blog worthy. It's you know, right. feed it to the dog, and. Right. <laughs> Like, what, what is that like to kind of keep up with, with this level of, of, of invention and promotion? Yeah, yeah it's, it's uh, interesting that you asked me that question because that's, uh, I've been doing a lot of soul searching on that. Uh, I, I actually pared down, obviously, when I started writing the book, I, I had to pare down what I was doing for the blog. I wanted to stay connected, but I also knew that most of my creative juice had to go to the book. And by the time I finished that, I decided that I needed to not spend so much time on my blog, but to make, uh, maybe let's say, uh, make it better quality what I was sharing, but less. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to go to once a week posting. I was doing three times a week, which is absolutely insane. Um, and that's helped me so much because I can, I don't feel that pressure. I still feel some self-induced pressure, but I don't have quite the same amount of pressure and I can spend a little bit more time with the recipes and, and the cookbook really taught me that, um, Hey, take your time, slow down. You, the recipe's probably not going to come out right the first time and you're going to end up with something better. So that, that was a good lesson for me. And that's, how I've focused now on the blog is once a week, a good quality recipe that I'm proud of, happy with, and uh, stellar photos. Mm-hmm. 
but it is immensely time consuming no matter what. And you can probably attest to that too. You have your own site. Um, and it's not just writing the content for your, for that particular post or writing a recipe or taking the photos. It's everything that goes with it behind the scenes, which is, you know, the sort of social media and, self-promotion which i absolutely loathe <laughs> and uh <laughs> well, you, have, you have a lot of friends who are doing it for you because i i didn't yeah. i didn't find you because of you i found you because of kathy hester i know gosh kathy hester is so wonderful yeah she's been such a great friend and she's so good at, at sharing and um helping other other authors and bloggers so yeah kathy's kathy's incredible so yeah i hate it and i do it but i just i I hate it. You know, I was sort of raised to not talk about myself. And here I am spending an hour with you talking about myself. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I'm, but yeah, I'm, I'm pulling just, it out of you, you know, with a, with a, right, with a dental yeah, tools. Right. Yeah. nail. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's absolute torture. So you're still, you're still being polite about it. <laughs> well, my mother also told me, be polite. But anyway, yeah. So it's hugely time consuming, but I guess I wouldn't do it if I didn't, uh, didn't like it, right? Is, is is this your your sort of hobby or second job, or with the cookbook and the blog, has it become uh, you know a means of support? Um, I'm not quite there yet, but interestingly, it's led to food photography jobs for me. So I've done the photos for several cookbooks, including one for Kathy Hester, which is coming out oh, wow. soon. Um, so that I can see that becoming um, more of you know a, a sort of money generating end of it, which makes me a little bit happier because that really isn't about pushing myself, um, and I can be a little bit more behind the scenes, which I'm kind of more comfortable with anyway. So the blog doesn't generate income, and I've actually removed all ads from my blog, and I don't. I used to have them, and I decided that I don't want them on there anymore. So I'm not even pretending that my blog is, is a money-making um, why did you, Why did you remove the ads? I, because um, I started getting annoyed by ads on other blogs. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, you go to a blog, and, the, you know, the whole sidebar is and, – and, you know, I'm not trying to – criticize anybody hey everybody's got to do things the way that is comfortable to them and if they want to make some money god love them but for me i just found it to be intrusive on on what i was sharing you know my photos are better without ads next to them i guess i don't know mm. well i think that yeah i think the the key learning there is you know if you're comfortable with ads when you go to other people's sites then have ads and but, but right. be uh be an in integrity like don't don't have a blog right. where you're, you know, ashamed to show your friends for middle school. Right. Right. And that's, that's actually exactly what I thought was, well, what do people see when they come to my blog and how do they feel about it? And I remember um, somebody that I respect, uh, somebody who follows my blog, saying something like, I really, you know, I, I really hate it when I go to a blog and I can't see past the ads. That's why I like your blog. And this was sort of before I had decided to put ads in my blog. And I was like, oh, boy, <laughs> I got to really think about this. So, but by the way, I noticed your, your site is also ad-free. So, 
It is. I could, right. you know, for, for, for various reasons, but mostly the one you said. It's yeah, like, I, I think I think about ads and I go, yuck. <laughs> like that's yeah, yeah. That's not, well, that's not why the Internet was created. Right, right. And I think, you know, especially for your site, you have so much information there. You know, there's just so much going on that's so important for people to read. If you really want them to be distracted by, you know, whatever ad for something that's completely random. Yeah, that's 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 sort of my feeling. Right. Well, and, and also, uh, yeah. I've, I I and I totally understand why people have ads, and I think there are certain ads that, sure. are, that really make a lot of sense. Right. You know, a lot of right. people who you know cook with the Vitamix will have a you know a, like, right. a Vitamix with an right. affiliate code and stuff like that. But in general, right. I feel like the 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 information that we get about food, nutrition, health, healing, is already corrupted by money. And, right, right. And so, yeah. so I kind of go out of my way to be independent. So if I want to criticize yeah. a company for the food they sure, produce, you know, I don't want right. to. I don't want to have to, you know, go back and and remove their ads from or 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 not right. not Good speak point. my mind because <laughs> right, you know, you're beholden somehow. Yeah. So you know, I like the yeah. idea of of being paid by the people that I'm helping. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. So so uh, are do you do like uh, I I understand you don't like to talk about yourself or self promote, but do you, do you like <laughs> you know go on the circuit and give presentations and do cooking demos? Is that something you enjoy? You know I I haven't. Um, I have my first cooking class coming up in July, and I'm scared to death. And that's um, in Oklahoma. It is in Oklahoma, and it's a vegan cheese making class. Oh. Um, yeah, so I'm going to see how that goes. I decided not to do kind of book signing that kind of thing because I just I don't have those connections, and uh, you know I just didn't I didn't want to. I'll just just say it right out. It's just it's not me. Um, I had this sort of idea that there I would be sitting in a cavernous bookstore with a pile of books next to me and, you know, the sound of crickets. So, you know, no, it's, it's not really me. But we'll see how this cooking class goes. I mean, I could kind of see doing that locally now and again. Um, I'm working with the Vegetarian Society of Tulsa, and there's some just some great people uh, involved in that. So that's kind of a nice, it's, it's more like, hey, let's hang out. Uh, let's make some food together and mm -hmm. hold a class. So I'm hoping that's sort of the vibe on that. Cool. Well, you could maybe you could get sponsored by Braggs and wear a giant like amino acid costume, and then, <laughs> amino acid. then it would be all yeah. about the food. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Then I'll have to put a Braggs ad on my on my site, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, 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 let me ask you: What do you crave? Oh well, I, we could go through. Do you uh, have something that? So you know? def definitely, um, like chocolate and sweet. Yeah. Like that's that's the right. that's the main thing. I mean, sweet and salty. Yeah. You know, there was. A, I don't know them. if you've, you've ever watched uh, Orange Is the New Black. Um, I have, and I don't have a TV. There, there's, there's a yeah. line in there where you know she goes to prison, and at one point she's like, 
um, you know, she she knows she's going to go or and and they get yeah. all her favorite foods from Whole Foods. You know, and one of them is like <laughs> they call them the crack almonds, like the, yeah, the, oh the cocoa dusted sweet almonds oh, yeah. with, with like salt right. on it. <laughs> like, oh man, yeah, you know, it's all all in there. But I also yeah. I, I crave quantity. Like, yeah. you know, like, you know, the, the, the mouth feel of too much food in my mouth, is, yeah. you know, is, is, so that's, that's something that, you know, there's no, huh. there's no recipe that's going to make that okay. Right. <laughs> you know, to kind of, right. <laughs> well, I'm full, but I, I think I could eat another half a pound. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I understand that. Yeah. Listening to the, uh, the body signal, like don't send out, don't send down anymore. But your head goes, gosh, it just tastes so good. Yeah, can we just yeah. like have a have a bypass valve somewhere? Right, I can I can still chew it, but you know I can I can clean my plate, but yeah, yeah, that's a that's a tough one. Yeah, but they're, yeah, they're all they're they're all in there, and you mm -hmm. know the 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 better I eat and the slower I go. Um, yeah. The, the the less I have, the less hold they have of me, and and they get to they get to be when I'm when I'm doing well, they get to be conversations, as a yeah. as opposed to, you know, I'm I'm the the dog on the chain being yanked by them. Yeah. Right. 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 Uh -huh. Yeah. It's it's who, who's the master? Who's who's in control? Yeah. Wow. Well, so th this has been a delightful conversation, but I, I need to go make some of these recipes. I <laughs> <laughs> need to go cook. Yeah, I think that we're both hungry. Over, can hear my, my stomach growling over I know, here. I know why. Why? Why in the world did I uh, schedule this for eleven to noon my time? <laughs> right. Exactly. Lunchtime. Exactly. Well, I, I really appreciate you uh, talking to me today. It's a lot of fun. Nice to get to know you a little bit. Likewise, I'm so happy that this book exists in the world. Um, Thank you. Yeah. It's uh, it's got you know pr pride of place on my bookshelf. It's um, and it's it's uh, it's about to get real dirty. <laughs> so go for it. Yeah, <laughs> so get I in hope, there. I hope your photos look good with stains on them. <laughs> it just enhances them. Get get that liquid amino out, and uh, that gets everywhere, no matter how careful you are. So. <laughs> Awesome. Well, Annie Oliverio, thank you so much for taking the time. Thank you. I appreciate it. Take care. You too. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. Your action step for today is to examine a craving of yours and see where it leads you. If you look at it without judgment and without immediately jumping to satisfy it, what does it tell you about deeper longings? about what you really need, about how you can take care of yourself in the moment and in the long term. If you enjoy the Plant Yourself podcast, I'd love your support in helping to spread the word. You can, of course, share it on social media with friends and family. You can email. You could wear sandwich boards, hire planes to do sky riding. But the easiest thing, if you haven't done it yet, is to go to iTunes and leave a review. Write something, give it some stars, so other people can find it as well. If you're in the North Carolina area, I still have an open dinner coming up too, actually. One on the 25th of June in Chapel Hill, and one on 
the 2nd of July in Durham, North Carolina. You can find out more about those and other upcoming events at plantyourself.com dinners. I've gotten some great feedback, very helpful feedback on the Oatmeal Project, my first We Steps report. If you'd like to check it out, you can find it at plantyourself.com oatmeal. If you're already a subscriber to the Wellness Weekly newsletter, you'll just put in your name and email and go straight to the download page. If not, you will need to give me your name and email and download it, and then we can stay in touch. And every week, every Tuesday, uh, following the heels of the podcast, I send an email newsletter out with tips, tricks, a link to the podcast, and goodies of all sorts, including the oatmeal report. So it's getting really hot here. It's going to break 100. So wherever you are in the world, whether it's hot or cold today, whether you're indoors or outdoors, my wish to you as always is be well, my friends.